0: Welcome to Life Uplifted, a podcast for joy-seeking humans who want to feel more energized and empowered in their lives. In this space, you will receive insights, knowledge, and inspiration to guide you to becoming your healthiest and most uplifted self in body, mind, and soul. I'm your host, Lauren Vanasta. I'm also a mother, entrepreneur, clinical nutritionist, chef, writer, and I believe in uplifting others. It's time to reclaim your energy and well-being because you're not here to feel depleted. You're here to live a life uplifted. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Joanna Sinescu. She's a board-certified traditional naturopath, colon hydrotherapist, and detox expert. Joanna is your go-to for all things elimination. She owns a holistic spa in San Jose, California called The Root Chakra, where she works with clients and offers colon hydrotherapy services and infrared sauna services as well. She is the self-proclaimed poop expert, and I'm really excited to talk with her about this topic today because having open detox pathways is the foundation for good health, and it starts with your bowel movements. So let's get started. Hi, Joanna. Hi, Lauren. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you? Doing very well. Very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm really, really excited to have you on the podcast today to talk about all things elimination and pooping because you're an expert on detoxing, and I know you're going to give some really good nuggets of knowledge in this episode.
1: Well, I'm excited to be here, so I'm excited to share. Um, I love talking about poop, and I'm an open book, so feel free to ask away.
0: (laughs) Cool. And before we jump into all the things. For my listeners who don't know you, can you tell us more about yourself and how you work with people? Absolutely. My name is Joanna
1: Sinescu. I'm a board certified traditional naturopath and colon hydrotherapist at the root chakra here in San Jose, California. I generally work with people who come to me for cleansing and detoxing or who have digestive issues. Um, so people are either actively struggling with something or their health and nuts, and they just want to add the cherry on top to whatever cleanse they're doing. Um, I have a far and fred sauna. I also uh, do some manual naturopathic modalities as well. And my um, the thing that I'm known for is colon hydrotherapy, which is a professional enema. So I tell people, if you love to poop, you're going to love this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so colon hydrotherapy might be a brand new topic to some people. So can you explain what it is and why it's important for people to do?
1: Yeah. Some people might know it as a colonic. I like to refer to it as colon hydrotherapy, but it's the irrigation of the large intestine. That's your colon. There's a one-way valve from the small intestine to the large intestine. It's called the ileocecal valves. So the water can't back up into the small intestine. It's just the large intestine that's being irrigated and introducing water into the colon causes peristalsis. That's the natural contraction of the colon throughout the day. So it's going to, going to make it contract a little bit more quickly. It's going to give you that urgency, that feeling like you need to go to the bathroom. Um, and then you go, and then of course, um, the water's also loosening waste matter up in the colon. It's not just inducing that peristalsis, but it's, um, it's hydrating and soaking and helping to remove that stagnant
0: waste. Wow. So it's basically just like a big flush for your digestive system, essentially.
1: It is. And a lot of people don't realize how interconnected the colon is to so many other organ systems. For example, it's connected to the liver through the hepatic pathway. So all the toxins and everything that the liver filters gets dumped into the colon. But then if the colon is stabbed all that waste gets sent back up to the liver to be filtered again. So it's this vicious loop. Um, And then not just that, but the water in the colon gets filtered by the kidneys. Um, And so the cleaner that water... Cleaner your colon is, the less of a burden you're putting on the kidneys. The kidneys are interconnected with the adrenals, so you're going to have more energy. Um, the the better bowel movements that you have. Um, a lot of people wonder why their skin clears up when they're doing colon hydrotherapy. Well, you're also supporting your liver, you're supporting your kidneys, you're moving all of that stagnant waste and those toxins that your body is struggling to move out and is just constantly being reabsorbed in the body and then being sent back up to the colon to be filtered again. Um, and it's, (laughs) I guess it's one big mess.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. And I mean, I love studying the detox pathways because Mm -hmm. they are all connected and people don't realize that. So I love that you just explained that because it's so important for people to understand that a skin issue could be related to your digestive system that is backing up your liver or your kidneys. Or Mm -hmm. I just, I like geek out over this stuff and you are the true expert on detox pathways clearly. So let's talk about Poop specifically, Uh because you see a lot of it, you take it out of people. Um, (laughs) What advice can you give someone to have healthier bowel movements in general? Because I know people aren't pooping enough or aren't having the right types of bowel movements. So it's something I talk about with my clients, but I would love for you to explain all the details about all this.
1: Absolutely. So I call this my cleanse or clog model. And I came up with this because I got tired of clients asking me, well, can I eat this? And I can, can I eat that? At the end of the day, food is going to either cleanse you or clog you. There's no in between. Um, And so the food that's cleansing you uh, has a lot of water and fiber in there. Fruits, vegetables, root vegetables, leafy leafy greens. Everything else clogs. All the animal proteins clog. I don't care what color the meat is. This includes the dairy and the eggs. All the grains clog, rice, oat, wheat, barley, millet. Yes, they have fiber in there, but they tend to get sticky in the digestive system. And then nuts and seeds tend to clog as well. I'm a little bit dubious of them because they come out whole out of people and so do mushrooms too. I think they're kind of an uh, an alien fungus, but uh, I'm really devious of nuts and mushrooms, <laughs> but nuts and seeds, they come out whole. So they have this great macronutrient profile on paper, but they have enzyme inhibitors in them that prevent them from being absorbed because the goal of a nut and seed is to pass through you in a nice pile of fertilizer, your poop, so it can survive and reproduce. So mm-hmm. if we're not um, breaking them down and, uh, and digesting them, and you've said in a podcast uh, in, the, in the past, Lauren, that, you know, you're not what you eat, you're what you absorb. So you know, you're eating all these nuts and seeds, but if you're not absorbing them, I think the the most benefit uh, an unsoaked or unsprouted nut or seed might have is that it might act like an intestinal scrub um, in the intestines, which isn't a bad thing. But so knowing that in mind, keep, keeping that cleanser clog model in mind. And imagining your intestines is one long tube. You really want to bring in more hydration and more fiber with every meal to move everything else through so that it acts like a broom. A lot of people will alternate between cleansing or clogging meals, or some people will call it a healthier and unhealthy meal. And if, again, you imagine the tube and you alternate cleanse, clog, cleanse, clog, it's still going to clog. So you need the combination Mm -hmm. of both. So inevitably adding more fruits and vegetables with every meal is going to improve your, your bowels.
0: I love that cleanser clog model. It's (laughs) it's such a good picture for people because like clogging, everyone knows what clogging looks like, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you just imagine eating foods like that, it's clogging you like that's, I love that. So do you then recommend people avoid most clogged foods? Like, so nuts and seeds, obviously they're stated as part of a healthy diet, like Mm -hmm. all this stuff. But if you're seeing them come out whole in people, do you find yourself in your sessions recommending people eat them at all, or do you kind of just say there's no point? Uh, so I recommend that
1: they either soak or sprout them first to release those enzyme inhibitors so that we can actually digest them. Studies show that the difference between an alfalfa seed and a sprouted alfalfa seed is anywhere from 2000 to 4,000 times the amount of nutrition. So knowing wow. that, why wouldn't you sprout your nuts and seeds? Um, wow. yeah, and, <laughs> um, And it it is a little bit of work and not just that the digestive system uses the most energy out of any other system in the body. So if you want more Mm -hmm. energy, reduce the amount of energy that the digestive system is, um, is using. So fruits, vegetables, leafy greens are very easy to digest grains, animal proteins, processed foods. They're going to stay in the stomach for longer. They're going to stay in the intestinal tract for longer. And they're going to bring you down and drag you down. If you're in a state of healing, um, I, Again, I have nothing against anything on the clogging list. Brains, animal proteins, nuts and seeds—great as long as they're well sourced and so on. But um, you know, if you can soak and sprout them, even better. Um, And if you can limit the—and again, if you're in in a healing state, I would definitely reduce the amount of clogging foods because those are going to, again reduce the amount of energy that your entire body has to heal. And it's because it's so focused on digestion, um, mm-hmm. which goes back into juicing. And you've done an episode on that. And you've talked about how, you know, juicing just goes straight into your body and floods your body with, with nutrients because it it skips that entire digestive process. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, a big topic that I work on with my clients is increasing their energy by streamlining digestion and, using that really to their advantage because it, it isn't just what you eat clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of, I mean, you said you see whole foods come out of people. I'd love to get a little bit more info on what else you see come out of yeah. people oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting <laughs> the whole, the whole foods are super common. Um, obviously corn,
1: um, mushrooms, um, peels of things, tomato skins, potato skins, um, oftentimes we'll see mucus looking stuff, just excess mucus from, from the digestive tract, which mucus should be there, but excess mucus is going to prevent things from being absorbed. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll get into things that are deeper that are called like the mucoidal plaque. And you can Google that if you want pictures. Um, And then the really interesting thing, and I kid you not this week, there hasn't been a day this week where I haven't had a client who has passed long stringy things and, I'm not a medical doctor, so I can't treat or diagnose, but I can tell you that they looked very (laughs) worm-like. And and this week we had a full moon. And during the full moon, parasites seem to be more active. Um, Mm -hmm. This is why I suspect that ER um, hospitalizations and like you know, if you ask anybody who works in the ER, they say, oh, around the full moon, people go crazy. I really think it has to do with these, um, these parasites kind of waking up and causing more havoc within us. Um, But yeah, long stringy things will come out. And those, I, I suspect that every single person has some type of a parasite. Um, My brother just had a baby a couple years ago and just watching him play outside and put everything in his mouth and play with the dog and the cat. And I mean, I have Mm -hmm. no doubt that every single one of us has a parasite within us. And, you know, I'm probably one of the few people out there that will say this, but I do suspect just like there's good and bad bacteria out there that there's good and bad viruses, good and bad fungus, good and bad parasites. Um, and Mm -hmm. I do think that we, can have a healthy level of of pathogens in our body, but once they start to um <laughs> to become out of control, then they'll start causing havoc on our health and our life. And you'll see that um yeah, they become a problem. But they with enough colon hydrotherapy sessions, I have yet to see somebody who has not passed long stringy things. And um with the not and with herbs, with anti parasitic, antipathogenic herbs. I have not seen anybody who has not passed long stringy things.
0: <laughs> wow. That's so yeah. fascinating. Mm-hmm. I find that so interesting. And this is kind of like a newer concept to me. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit a couple of weeks <laughs> ago, just in private conversation, but having them kind of come out and be more active during the full moon is so fascinating to me. And I just think that's such an interesting topic and something that's not really talked about often. People don't talk about parasites a lot and kind of what they can do to someone's health and the symptoms that can arise from it. So I, I love that you see this in your clients and you work on healing different things with their digestive system and what might be causing their health issues. So pooping and colon hydrotherapy is just one of the ways we eliminate, but you also offer sauna services and treatments. And that's initially when we first met, I came to you to do sauna treatments and I was in my own healing uh, protocol at the time, but I think saunas are just amazing and the benefits are incredible. So let's talk about that and how the different saunas, what the best type of sauna is and Mm -hmm. what the difference between them are and what they do for your health.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So At the end of the day, the best type of sauna just depends on what you're looking for and what kind of benefit you're looking for from it. Um, Every single sauna manufacturer out there is going to say that their sauna is their best and their technology is their best and their wavelength or frequency that they're at is the best. And um, it's not that they're wrong and it it might be the best for certain things. Um, So, for example, your typical sauna at the gym is going to use heat or steam to heat the body up to induce sweat. And sweat in and of itself is detoxing. Um, It's one of the body's natural detox pathways. Um, But once you're getting into infrared near mid and far infrared saunas, then you start getting some different interesting benefits. Um, The infrared saunas, which are kind of similar to like the red light therapies and infrared falls into the visible light spectrum that will have more benefits for skin related issues um, and more of a topical thing Um, with once you're, the closer you're to the visible light spectrum, the more heat you're going to feel topically. Um, And if you have an inflammatory condition or an autoimmune condition, or um, you get triggered by inflammation easily, or you're in a chronic inflammatory state, it may or may may not be the best for you because heat can exacerbate inflammation. Um, now once you're getting into near mid and far, the wavelength starts to penetrate a little bit deeper. Um, personally for what I'm looking for is detox. That's my, um, that's my focus. And so far infrared is going to penetrate the deepest and it's going to create kind of like, um, this is a horrible analogy, but I call it a healthy microwave because that's kind of what it does. It, um, (laughs) it, it shakes up the, the, the molecules in the body and it, um, it penetrates so deeply that it actually releases toxins and heavy metals. Um, I have clients Mm -hmm. who sweat black in my sauna. They literally step out of the sauna and the towels are drenched in black sweat. Um, and obviously I don't send this to the lab to get tested the sauna manufacturers have not tested in the past, but there's no other sauna that I've seen in which people sweat black or that causes that kind of a, a reaction. So um, do some research on what you're looking for out of your sauna um, and what the different infrared spectrums provide. Um, and then not just that, but keep in mind, the quality of the sauna is really important because once you're heating mm-hmm. something up, things leach. So the material that it's made out of, the glues. If you're if you're like buying the big wooden ones, uh, there's a lot of glue that comes into it. The the portable ones, a lot of them have like plastic and related. So also do your research on that because you're hopping into this thing to try to get healthy. <laughs> well, and yeah. Like, you might be actually causing some damage. And then some people will talk about oh, the EMFs and this and that. At the end of the day, any and all saunas are going to produce some kind of an EMF. Um and of course you want to look for saunas that have a lower EMF and and so on, but you're not going to find one that isn't going to produce any kind of radiation because you're turning on I mean, you are turning on a frequency. <laughs> so it's, right, going exactly. on, it's going to emit an electromagnetic frequency because that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's kind of where I stand with the saunas. With the farm thread, what's also interesting is that it neutralizes acidity in the body. Um, And you can actually do a lemon test, which is fun. So you can cut a lemon in half, take half of the lemon super far away from the sauna, and then the other half slice it and set it in the sauna and run it. And then taste the the lemon in the sauna first. Um, And you'll see that it won't have that, that same puckeriness, that same souriness as the lemon. Oh,
0: interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's a that's a fun test that you can do to test if your sauna has far infrared. Um and then the other thing that you can do is with far infrared, as soon as you turn it on, you should feel heat. There's no warm-up time like a heater. Um, So there's certain things at home that you can do to test to see whether your sauna is true far infrared or not. And then I have a fun story. Um you know I have a sauna at work and At the end of the day, if I, if I'm not too tired, I'll hop in the sauna as well. I just so happened to hop in the sauna every night for about a week. And at the end of the week, I was looking at my thighs in the back of the mirror and my cellulite was gone. Um, and I had, I hadn't been exercising, um, And I thought, what did I do for, I I mean, my legs looked incredible and I, I struggle with cellulite. It's a pretty big deal. And I've always suspected, and you won't read this anywhere. Um, this is my personal theory that cellulite, they're actually fat cells that are entrapping toxins. And so it gives Mm -hmm. the fat cell a different frequency, which is what causes the dimple because there's, you know, what's the difference between a cellulite and all the other fat cells in my body. I think they're actually, um, they're actually toxic fat cells. And that's why we see the dimpling, which would support my theory if every day for a week I'm in the sauna and I'm literally detoxing heavy metals and toxins. And by the end of the week, my dimples are gone.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I completely agree with that theory. And I've been, I have thought that myself, this is why I'm, I'm just such a fan of you. And I just feel like we could talk all day and night about topics like this because we are on the same wavelength for sure with most things um that is so cool and i started using the sauna as well like i started with you but then i ended up buying my own to use in my home and when i use it regularly it does amazing things for me and not only like i can i feel cleaner i don't know how to describe it but i feel cleaner my energy's higher i sleep better um i don't have as much pain in my body it's it's really a cool healing tool that I feel everyone should be able to have access to. Oh, absolutely. And I have
1: chronic pain. Um, I struggle struggle with a hypermobility disorder and scoliosis. And on my days where my pain is just through the roof, I hop in the sauna twice a day and it really takes the edge off. And I feel like I can finally move and <laughs> get on yeah. with my day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause you're, you have a very physical job. You're standing, you're doing these procedures on people and, you're doing counseling sessions, and so yeah, I can imagine with the things you have, you your body does have that pain, and mm-hmm. the sauna is probably such a relief. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, and consistency is key, as it is with anything. Um, you know, in one sauna session, you'll you'll sweat a lot, you'll feel great, but like you said, once you're in there significantly, I mean, you'll have a lower um, weight set point, especially my clients who are really overweight, who struggle to find that motivation to get moving and are hurting to move. Um, the sauna is a, an incredible place to start because it's an easy way to lose weight. It gives them that motivation, takes off some of that weight on the joints. They can move a little bit better, reduce that inflammation. And, um, it's just a, a really nice kickstart to any kind of a, a detox or weight loss program too.
0: That's such a good point. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. i I literally could talk to you for days on this, <laughs> but um, for today's episode, we're gonna wrap this up. Um I'd love to do some rapid fire questions with you if you're up for it. Sure, go ahead. Mm-hmm. What's your morning routine look like?
1: Oh, on a good morning, <laughs> when I'm not rushing the door, um, I like to have a juice first thing in the morning. Um, celery juice is usually my go to and then I make a I call it a healthy lemonade. It's I just take a shaker bottle, but I squeeze two lemons in there. And the half of the amount of lemon juice that there is in there, I pour in maple syrup. And then I fill the rest with water. <laughs> it's Yum. The most delicious thing ever. And I drink this throughout the day. Um, but after my juice, I make a smoothie and then I just get on with my day. Um, if I don't work or I have a later start, then I do like to move my body, do some stretching. Um, I live out in the country, so I do like to just go for a walk on my property or
0: down the street.
1: Yeah, and then sometimes I just like to put on a podcast in the morning and and be productive yeah. and clean the house and cook and
0: <laughs> yeah, so it really depends on what you're mood, in the mood for, right? Yeah, and my schedule, right? Sometimes I'm at work
1: twelve hours yeah. a day, and sometimes I have a day off and I get to do all the fun stuff. <laughs> I love that. Okay, and what's your favorite fruit? Oh, I have so many guava. Guava is my go-to. Ooh. Yeah, and it's it's kind of fun because. it, for some reason it's become more popular in the last couple of years before. Like if I found a guava flavor, it was so rare. And now more and more things are guava. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I've been noticing that too, actually. That's funny. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what book are you currently reading? If any,
1: Oh, I'm a total nerd. So I'm always reading like, books on herbs. <laughs> yeah. And learning about herbs and their different properties. And um so yeah, right now it's just a whole bunch of boring reference herbal books.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm a nerd too. Okay. And then last question is if you could share one meal with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: I don't know, maybe like Jesus, because that would be a really interesting <laughs> conversation and a really yeah. fun person to meet. Um, and you know, getting his opinion on,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I second that I'd, I'd second that for sure. Cool. Like, tell me all your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a long meal, right? The longest. <laughs> cool. Okay. So let's wrap up with, uh, where people can find you and how they can work with you.
1: Um so I on Instagram sbh spa that's s b h is in south bay holistic spa um or the chakra.com. that's the root r o o t chakra c h a k r a.com um and I do zoom consultations online as well virtual meetings um otherwise you can find me in San Jose at the root chakra inside south bay holistic spa
0: <laughs> yes I love that You have such a nice, nice place. And I think what you're doing is amazing. I just love it. (laughs) Thank you. All right, friend. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Life Uplifted. Hop over to the show notes for products and resources mentioned in this episode. Please leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, and share this episode with anyone in your life who would benefit from this information. If you'd like to connect over on Instagram, you can find me at Total Body Nourishment. Until next time, friend, cheers to living a life uplifted.